Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Um, thank you guys once again, or guys and girls, if they're there, um, for being a part of today's call. And I just want to thank everybody once again. I, I said it before, but I really feel like these are a really cool way for us to connect on everything that's going on sort of in the world of the Performance Center and developmental and NXT, certainly. So, um, And in, in this case today, I'm sure there'll be some, some questions about um, the Cruiserweight Classic. So um, thank you for that. We have a lot of international media on the call today, which I'm very excited about. So thank you guys for joining. Um, It's going to be a busy week. As usual, uh, this Wednesday's TakeOver Live, 8 p.m. on the WWE Network, um, 7.30 for the pre-show. It's going to be an unbelievable card, I feel, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it to See the the debut of Andrade Sinamas is uh, is very exciting. Going against you know one of the kind of the foundation guys, I, I feel like just um, just such a solid performer. And Ty Dillinger, um, and I feel like as Ty continues to evolve, I think you'll see great things from him in the future. But very very exciting to see Almas and his debut in NXT and, and really excited to see what he can do. I feel like he's uh, going to be a very big player in the next few years in the WWE landscape. You have the NXT tag team titles, which to me, one of the hottest rivalries that there has been in the tag team uh, division period in tag team uh whether, whether you're talking WWE or NXT, the American Alphas versus Revival, uh, just two classic sort of tag teams, but with totally different styles. And, and I'm a big believer in kind of styles make rivalries. And um, I think this one is no different. I think these guys are going to do what they have done before, which is just continue to make tag team uh, wrestling bigger and bigger and bigger. From there, you have a match that I'm really looking forward to, which is Austin Aries 
versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I think for a lot of fans around the world, this has been a match that they probably thought about many times over the years, and I'm really excited that we can finally deliver it to them. You know, Aries um, making an impact, and I think as he continues to move forward, is going to continue to grow on that impact. I think maybe a lot of guys came in all at the same time, and I think Aries' frustration of uh, kind of getting caught in that whirlwind of all these people coming in has uh, has boiled over here. And Nakamura just, what do you say? Nakamura is Nakamura, and um, when you talk about key players to me in the future of WWE all over. It's uh, it's guys like Nakamura. From there, Asuka, one of the most dominant or probably the most dominant female champions, women's champions we've had in NXT period, going up against probably the most unique um, competitor in the women's division in Nia Jax. She will say that there is nobody like her, and that is a fact. Um, this is going to be one that I cannot wait to see as I just feel like, again, Styles making fights. This is going to be one of those ones that um, is going to be really, really interesting to see how it unfolds. And Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor. You know, when you talk about rivalries, to be able to carry something seven months, to be able to have that rivalry go that long, keep it fresh and interesting, and, and that's a testament to the two talent you know, we talked about the, there's been a lot of talk, and I'm sure somebody will ask about it on here, about the, the name of this takeover, The End. It has a lot of meanings, and I think you'll see that uh, tomorrow as well. But when Samoa Joe and Finn Balor step into the ring for the first time in NXT history uh, inside of a steel cage, I think you can expect it to be the end. From there, uh, from NXT, we're going to do some uh, some TV Thursday night, and then uh, everybody's going to head over to the U.K., including myself, for the Download Festival, which is one of the biggest music festivals in the world. And then we're going to uh, continue to hit the U.K. for the kind of other side, so to speak, of the U.K. that we didn't finish hitting up the first time. We have uh, June 13th in Belfast, June 14th in Dublin, Ireland, June 15th in Liverpool, June 16th in Bournemouth, and June 17th in Plymouth. Uh, if you haven't seen NXT Live, you can go online, you can look at the social media chatter. I would highly recommend you do it. I feel like there is no better show, no experience like it. NXT brings something totally different to the table and brings an energy that um, few things can deliver. Uh, at the end of the month, we have the Cruiserweight Classic starting up. We have 32 of the best cruiserweights from around the world coming into Orlando to compete in what I feel will be one of the premier or the premier cruiserweight tournament ever um, and, and find out who the best in the world is in the under 205-pound division. Um, you know, when you bring in some of the names that we're going to be bringing in, I think this is going to be just an unbelievable opportunity over 10 weeks to see some amazing, amazing performers. And uh, we'll be having some announcements of, of who those performers will be coming up. There's going to be a lot of surprises. This show will be something, I, I believe, something like you have never seen come out of the WWE or NXT, uh, even in the way it's presented, the, the commentary team, all of it. It's going to be something totally different, and I'm really, really excited about it. 
Um, so with that in mind, I will open it up to questions and um, look forward to seeing who's first on the list today. Guys, if we can keep it to one question and one follow-up question, that would be great. Thanks. And it is star one if you'd like to ask a question. Please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. Again, that's star one for questions. We'll go first to Brian Fritz with Sporting News. Hey, Paul, how are you doing today? Good. Um, well, obviously the brand split's coming up on July 19th. Uh, do you think the NXT roster is going to look a lot different after that happens? Yeah. Um, do, do I, I think yes. Do I know? No. Um, I, I think it will. I think there's a, a lot of talent. There will be a lot of talent needs for, for both rosters with the brand extension. But, you know, some people, and I, I, I read comments that some people make about the, the potential to have that drain NXT or, and, and I've said this before, some people feel like that's a negative. Oh, you know, it's going to take away all the talent from NXT. I feel like it's one of the strengths of NXT. It is the kind of, um, it's, it's kind of the secret sauce in a way, you know, just when you start thinking this is what we have, all of a sudden the landscape changes and that's the challenge for us is to rise to the occasion. It's the challenge for the talent to rise to the occasion. NXT to me is all about opportunity and it's what keeps the brand fresh is you have all these young, hungry talent that uh, whether they've been in the game for a while or whether they're new to it are just, um, you know, they're, they're striving and just scratching and clawing to make their way and to make an impact. And um, this is another opportunity. If, if, the, if the brand extension heavily relies on NXT talent moving up and, and, uh, and going to Raw or SmackDown, then it op opens up a new opportunity for a lot of talent to thrive, and I look forward to that challenge. My follow-up to that would be, um, how aggressive are you in the company right now when it comes to acquiring talent, even more so than, than you usually are? Um, I, I wouldn't say any more aggressive. I, I you know... Kind of just, I look around the globe and I look to see guys that I, guys and girls that I feel like are talented performers that have an opportunity um, to grow and, and evolve if they come to us and become even bigger. And um, if the timing is right for them, then I'm, I'm always aggressive at, at acquiring great talent or what I feel have the potential to be great talent. So I don't think there's any more of a step up. I just think um, it appears that way because there's a lot more opportunities on the table. But, you know, we're, we're doing what we do, creating talent at the level of guys just walking through the door and then working with talent that have been out there and um, doing it on their own. To me, talent is talent, and I, I don't care where they come from. Thanks for the time. Always appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. Um, I, I kind of want to follow up on something that Brian talked about. Um, with the the impending brand split, how is that going to affect NXT um, from an internal standpoint? Uh, are we going to look at people who are working as agents and coaches possibly being pulled up to work on Raw and SmackDown? And how do you, if that's the case, how do you hope to kind of replenish that? Because I'm assuming with two unique touring brands and two unique TV shows, uh, there's going to kind of be a split in the staffing as well. Yeah, I mean, the the one thing, Mike, is it's it doesn't really change wholesale on sort of the behind-the-scenes 
um, from from that standpoint, being that we've always had two touring brands, we've always had, you know, depending on how you want to look at it, um, two, two different tours running at the same time. Now, whether whether that changes to, uh, I'm, I'm unsure of how that changes fully. Whether that changes to just a Raw touring brand and a SmackDown touring brand, I'm I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. But either way, the the amount of uh, behind the scenes staff is kind of the same. That being said, NXT and the Performance Center is part of what we do. Is we don't just create in ring talent. We create you know, uh, road agents, we create uh, production people, we create directors and uh, editors, and we're creating, we're trying to create that next level of WWE at all times and uh, and find those aces and, and long-term players for us on every level of what we do. So, does, does again, does this create opportunity? Yeah, although I don't know that behind the scenes it creates as much as one would think because in some ways the touring aspect of it, it changes slightly um, in number of days and, and number of events on the road slightly, but for the most part, it's very similar. And then I guess my follow-up question to it is, all that we just talked about, how is any of that going to change the NXT touring plans? Because uh, obviously with the brand split, there's likely going to be additional talents brought up to the main roster. You talked about fresh talents and the landscape always changing, but NXT is kind of serving two masters. Now it's not just developmental. It's also a, a third brand for the company that's now expected to fill buildings that are smaller than Raw and SmackDown, but still buildings that you guys are touring on a regular basis. Um, how are, how is the split? How is the brand split going to affect the NXT touring and is it possible maybe we'll see some of these cruiserweight talents brought in as kind of supplementary talent for the NXT tours? Yeah, look, um, I, I think that's, that is the, the juggle of all of it, right? Is, is having Robbie as big as possible, SmackDown be as big as possible, NXT be as big as possible. Um, and, and where do people sit and, and how does that all work? I, I can say this when we talk about if, if there are, um, People moving up and and people leaving NXT. I've got, you know, not all of them ready, but I've got 70, 80 people down here in the performance center chomping at the bit to get the opportunity to go and perform. Whether that's uh, here in Florida, where I think our fan base in Florida becomes very excited about seeing somebody um, that's never been seen before, or that they're seeing, kind of, they they're proud to be the the, the fan base that gets to see the talent before they ever become a name. So they have bragging rights to everybody else to, to be able to say, yeah, well, I was a fan of his before he made it. Um, and I think that's kind of the excitement of here. On the road, it, look, it's to me, it's all about creating stars and storylines. That's what we're trying to do down here, uh, create the best product we can. And as long as we can do that, then I'm not worried about it at all. I think we'll continue to deliver to the level that uh, NXT fans are expecting us to deliver, and one way or the other, I'll make sure of that. I, I, that's there isn't a question of can we or or should we. It's just we have to do it. So um, I'm excited about that opportunity. I'm excited. I'm excited for the talent um, to have new opportunities for themselves, and then I'm excited about the talent that are down here that are going to stay down here in NXT to be able to, um, you know. 
it's a lot of pressure to have that weight put on you. And there is pressure now, right? It's it's now pressure to be touring on the road and all those things and to be able to continue to deliver. So uh, I usually find when you put that pressure on people, they succeed and they, they, they exceed, your, exceed your expectations. Uh, I think that will be the case here. All right. I thank you for your time. Thanks, man. And we'll take our next question from Patrick Lennon with The Daily Star. Hello, Paul. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Very good. Well, it's a great day for British wrestling. Um, we've, we've just had the youngest ever winner of the Best of Super Juniors over in New Japan, uh, Mr. Will Ospreay, um, demonstrating how, how much talent there is in the UK at the moment. Um, how much do you focus on the UK and one particular area when it comes to NXT and, and I suppose by extension, recruiting talent for, for the Cruiserweight Classic? Uh, so, you know, t- t- look, is, is the is the UK a uh, a, ma- a massive talent pool for us? Absolutely, but I kind of don't look at it and go like, hmm, we should focus on the UK for a little bit. I, it, to me, it's much more of a global look. Um, that global look is everywhere, you know, and that's whether it's Mexico, Canada, the UK, Australia. It, it doesn't matter. And to me, talent is talent. Um, and I, I understand the the kind of the UK pride of that or the Irish pride of that or the Australian pride of that or where they come from. But I just clearly, to me, it doesn't matter. I just clearly look at them and go, all right, so that person is very talented and I want to work with them because I think they have a future and I think they can uh, become a big star. So that that's really the, the look. You know, there is a tremendous amount of talent coming out of the UK right now, and I'm very excited to work with a lot of them. Um, you know, and that includes uh, guys like Noam Dar and, and Zack Sabre Jr. and the Cruiserweight Classic and, um, you know, re- really excited about those opportunities for them. And, and there's a lot of talent out there. And, um, you know, some of them will work with now. Some of them will let continue to do what they're doing. And, and when the time is right for them, hopefully we can make things work out and, and they can come here. Um, but it's, it's an exciting time to me uh, for everybody in the business. Well, my follow-up to that, Paul, um, would be that we had another great book on the phone last week. We were very lucky to speak to William Regal, and he said that he considers the cruiserweight division, if you will, um, to be the place where the best wrestlers in the world are currently operating. Do you agree with him? I, I think it's um, – yeah, I mean, it's hard to say where the best in the world are right now and, and what they're doing. There's a lot of different styles and – yeah, I think there's some phenomenal talent there. What I, what I love that that is happening kind of in the the cruiserweights is there was a period of time where the word cruiserweight or any of that stuff just just kind of applied to guys that did a lot of aerial high risk aerial styles, and this changed. You know, you see guys that are very very technically gifted mat based wrestlers that don't really go to the air at all, and you see them coming out of the cruisers as well. I mean, it's um, it's an exciting just kind of shift in how that is seen, and I've watched that take place over the last few years, and it's very exciting to me because it just it it goes from just being a sort of a car crash style, so to speak, to being based in a better long-term product, in my opinion, of storytelling and and, um, and the right. Not, not I don't want to say the right, but 
look, you you after a while when you see all, all that acrobatic stuff, it it becomes um, if, if you watch just a three hour um, kind of aerial extravaganza, you begin to lose the wow factor. You become desensitized to it. Um, and I think having that variety is great. Do I, do I think the cruiserweights are untapped? Absolutely, um, to a degree, and that's why uh, you see the cruiserweight classic happening. Hi, Paul. Thanks uh, for having me on today. Thank you very much. Uh, Canadian questions for you here up in Canada. The last couple of months have been a couple of big uh, NXT appearances, debuts with Eric Young and Bobby Roode. Um, thoughts on those guys or an update on their contract status at all? Um, thoughts on them? I think they're both very talented guys um, as far as their contract status. We're working things out with both, and um, hopefully it works out. I'm very excited about the opportunity, if we can work things out, to, to work with both guys. You know, I uh, I would say stay tuned. They're, they're both okay. very talented guys, and I look forward to working with them. Now, of course, this may be another stay tuned question, but is the, is the NXT in Canada a possibility in uh, 2016? As I'm sorry, as as far as touring, yes. Yeah, you know the the, the hardest thing for us, and it's funny because you know we see, I see a lot of people saying, well, why don't you come here? Why don't you go there? And we're, we're working on everywhere. Trust me, it's it's a matter of routing. And, you know, um, when you look at the WWE landscape and you say you have Raw and you have SmackDown and now you have NXT, and NXT will do somewhere in the ballpark this year of 180 to 190 events, just NXT mm -hmm. alone. Uh, when wow. you add that into the probably – you know, 300-plus touring events of Raw and SmackDown, you're in the 500-event-a-year ballpark. I, I don't know of any other touring entity on the planet that does that. I don't know of anybody else remotely that does that. And it, there's yeah. a lot of factors involved as to where you go and the routing of that and how that works and how our deals work in various places to make sure that we're not kind of going in there and even cannibalizing ourselves, you know, and, and making sure it all works. So it's a, it's a kind of a work in progress. And as we, you know, NXT, is, the expansion hasn't been here that long. You know, at, at uh, WrestleMania, I was making mention that it was it had only been a year that we'd been on the road touring at that point in time outside of Florida. So we're a little past a year and a few months. We're still trying to get to – to what all of that routing looks like. And, you know, now when you factor in the changes of um, the brand extension and how that's going to change things a little bit, it just throws a little bit of a monkey wrench into exactly where and how you go. We're trying to figure that out still. Uh, thank, you. thank you very much. Sure. We'll take our next question from Jason Powell with ProWrestling.net. Hey, Paul, can you provide an update on Hideo Itami? It's been quite a while. Uh, it seems like he's way beyond his uh, recovery period. Yeah, so, you know, um, Hideo, without getting into his uh, medical, uh, you know, his personal medical stuff, which I would need him to do, but um, he has 
put out a statement recently saying, see you soon. He had, you know, he just sometimes like, look, when you have surgery and you're an athlete, there's guidelines and there is, uh, hey, it looks like you should be back in this period of time. But that's a that's a best case scenario or, or what they're hoping for scenario. Sometimes you have situations like a John Cena where they tell you nine months and five months later, because you're a, a mutant, uh, whatever, you come back in five. Um, other times guys hit it pretty accurately because, you know, let's face it, orthopedics are, are very good at what they do. They're very good at predicting return times and, and all of that. But it depends on what happens along the way. Hideo had some issue with scar tissue along the way and some mobility issues. And, you know, when he returns, I want him to be a healthy return and a, and a, a full return, not a almost kind of was ready return. So I would rather see him take his time and be a few months uh, longer than we anticipated. Uh, but when it's right, he'll be back. And, you know, I my, nothing has changed for me with Hideo. Um, as far as how I feel about him as a performer, I'm I'm very excited for him to come back, and I think he's an, another guy that can make a big difference. My second question: I don't know if it's been reported or if it's more speculation based, but is have you is there any consideration being given to doing a women's tournament similar to the one you're doing for the cruiserweights? So it's uh, funny how things happen in the. In the industry, like I had just kind of started throwing around, we have a lot on the table, and I had just started throwing out conceptual ideas about that and um, very much like things in our business, uh, secrets don't stay stay secrets long. And, uh, you know, like within uh, probably a month, I started seeing that buzzed about, you know, yeah, would I would I like to do that maybe if the timing is right? Um, sure. You know, it's a great way for us to look and evaluate talent and give opportunity to, to young up-and-coming talent that are very hungry an opportunity to be seen on a national or global level and, and do what they do. Is that on the table? Yeah, there's a lot of things on the table. I can tell you that right now. And so, um, I, you know, it, the, the funny thing is, though, um, much like everything else on the internet, it's it, it sort of, there's a mention and then it takes a life of its own. And immediately after that hit the internet, you know, we started getting all these people calling us and and saying, well, we're not going to take any bookings because this is going to happen. Like, oh, hold on a second. It's, you know, there's a lot of things on the table. I don't want anybody to change how they work or do business or, you know, make their livings. And, and um, when we, have a feeling for what we want to do, we will put out a statement about it or we will start to contact people. And, you know, um, I, I applaud the speculation. I applaud the um, conversation. It's it's part of a lot of ways what fuels the business right now uh, take over the end, <laughs> uh, being an example. They take on a life of their own and they just grow and, and it's kind of Part of what you do, you throw something out there and you let it see how it uh, how it takes on that life of its own, and then you go with it. But you know, I don't want people to change their 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 daily lives or their careers based on that until we make statements. Well, thanks for the time, and looking forward to the show. Thank you. Um, I, I really appreciate the the time on the call. One, one thing before we um, hang up that I just kind of wanted to mention is just with the the passing of. Um, Muhammad Ali, it just, 
because it for me in some ways was like a personal hero and you know um I just think his his impact in the world is massive. His impact on boxing, obviously, you know, second to none. But just on also on what we do on the the just the personality and the character and the charisma and all those things that he self admittedly um, sort of borrowed or was inspired by guys like Gorgeous George, um, and then took to a whole nother level and then he then created and grew even bigger and inspired others. And um, that's an awesome thing. So it just felt like for me, his passing was a massive thing in, in our industry as well. Um, he was such a fan. He was so integral over the years in, in a lot of things that we did. And, and um, you know, I, I just wanted to bring it up because I feel like he, he's somebody that even though he wasn't, you know, a, a part of our business on a day-to-day -day basis was such a massive influence on it that I hope his his kind of impact on us is never forgotten in the in the WWE landscape or in in the sports entertainment world. With that, thank you guys very much. I look forward to tomorrow night while these uh, amazing NXT talent kind of raise the bar again. I look forward to the end of the month. Uh, and hopefully you guys will all be a, a massive part of helping us get this out here with this Cruiserweight Classic and, and uh, really kind of changing the landscape for all of that and, and whatever comes down the line in the future from there, as you just noticed also, wasn't quite the end everybody was speculating about. We will be at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn uh, leading into SummerSlam, so very excited about that as well.